even if you've never stepped foot on this island, you've more than likely been transported here through a movie screen. The Garden Isle of Kauai is the focus of the 50th episode of The Family Vacationer, and it starts right now. Welcome to The Family Vacationer with Rob and Danny, the go-to podcast for families on the move. Welcome, friends. I'm Rob. And I'm Danny. And this is episode 50 of The Family Vacationer. This is also the second year anniversary of the show. We want to send out a huge thank you to all of our guests over the past two years. We really, really enjoyed the opportunity to talk family travel with all of you. Now, if there's a topic or a destination that you'd like to see us cover, or if your family has gone someplace new and exciting and you want to be on the show, drop me a line at rob at thefamilyvacationer.live. Thanks so much for listening. If this is your first time or if you subscribe to the show, or maybe somewhere in between. We've got some fun stuff planned for the coming year, and we want you to be a part of it, so please subscribe to the show and be there for every episode. Also, if you enjoy the show, we'd appreciate you leaving us a good review wherever you listen to your podcasts. We continue our bucket list destination series and our in-depth look at the tourist islands of Hawaii with a look at Kauai. The fourth largest Hawaiian island has some of the most unique and lush scenery of any of the Hawaiian islands. If you have a family that loves outdoor activity, Kauai is an excellent choice for a vacation. Tropical rainforest, forking rivers, cascading waterfalls, they're all part of this island's charm. And Kauai is a mecca for all things outdoors and it includes eight state parks and three national tropical botanical gardens. And maybe laying on a beach is your family's favorite vacation activity. Well, Kauai boasts 70 beaches to choose from. That sounds good to me. Joining us today to talk about Kauai is Miley Brown. Miley has been in the hospitality industry for 21 years and with the Kauai Visitors Bureau since June of 2005. Miley sits on the advisory board for the Kauai High Academy of Hospitality and Tourism, and volunteers at the Kauai Humane Society when she's not traveling. She was raised in Hilo and is a graduate of the University of Southern Colorado with a bachelor's degree in business and communications. After a few years of living in Las Vegas, Miley now calls Kauai home. She's grateful to live, work, and represent such an amazingly beautiful island for the past 16 years. Miley, welcome to the show. Thank you. Aloha. Aloha. Uh, now, we've talked in previous episodes about how each Hawaiian island has its own distinct personality. In your opinion, can you tell us how you would characterize the personality of Kauai? Uh, well, when we're talking with um, travel advisors, we talk about rejuvenating. And when we're branding the island, we talk about rejuvenating. And it's basically an island that will reawaken that need to connect with nature. So if Kauai were a person, uh, she would be that really great, beautiful friend that makes you feel really, really good inside. So um, it brings out the inner child and that, that feeling of wonder and excitement for everything that you're experiencing. And yet very laid back. <laughs> <laughs> Picture pictures I'm sure don't do it justice, but they are they are amazing. Yes, exactly. So for families planning maybe a first visit to Kauai, what are some places that should be on the must see list? And can you talk a little bit about the different regions of Kauai? Sure. 
Um, so the number one must-see is Napali. Um, it is in the book 1,000 Things to See Before You Die. <laughs> so it oh, okay. is truly a bucket list item. Um, but this coastline is inaccessible by cars. So the only way that you can see it is by ocean, by air, or by hiking it. So I highly recommend um, actually doing it either by boat or by air tour so that you actually get to see the entire coastline in all of its glory. Um, second would be Waimea Canyon. We're the only island that's old enough to have what is essentially called the Grand Canyon of the Pacific. Um, it is absolutely spectacular um, and it looks like a miniature version of the Grand Canyon, but now you've got these emerald greens and these red hues. Whereas I know that the Grand Canyon is, is more a pastel color, um, our Waimea Canyon is very, very vibrant. Um, and that would be on the west side of Kauai. Um, in Lihue, which is where our airport is located, is the cutest museum. It's called the Kauai Museum, and I highly recommend, uh, especially first-time visitors. But for repeat visitors, I think um, they miss out on seeing this particular gem. But it's a wonderful museum that talks about Kauai's history, from its geological history to its ancient Hawaiian history, all the way through to our more recent plantation history. Um, and it really brings to light uh, the stories of Kauai's monarchy. And it also highlights some of the differences and the unique lifestyles that Kauai's Hawaiians had uh, from our neighbor islands. Um, and then, of course, we are nicknamed the Garden Isle. So we always say, you know, if you're coming to Kauai, you've got to visit one of our many gardens. Um, we've got three of the nation's five national tropical botanical gardens and it's absolutely fantastic and and families can actually pick and choose their experience based off of what their family wants to see is it uh, more of a agricultural spin do they want to learn about the botanists that are coming to Kauai do they want more of an artistic experience with the Allerton Gardens or are they looking for more of a, a cultural experience which would be the Mahuli Garden up on the North Shore the Nepali coast sounds amazing. The sea caves, I'm curious, what, what's it like to go into one of the sea caves? Oh, my gosh. So Nepali, it literally translates to the cliffs. And it's 17-mile stretch of coastline right on our right. northwestern side. And because, again, of the age of Kauai, we're the only island to actually have these particular cliffs like this. Um, and because of the ocean waves and everything creating all of this um, erosion you do have these amazing cliffs there's a couple that are extremely popular um, and very well known amongst all of the boaters and to go into them you actually have to be on a smaller vessel so those zodiacs are the best way actually to get into those caves um, one of them is called Pukalani which is also known as the open ceiling cave um, and Pukalani actually loosely translates to whole oh, wow. heavens. And it is very fascinating because they drive into the cave and there's actually a rock in the center, which is actually what was the ceiling oh, wow. to that cave. Oh, that's and crazy. And people actually go around that rock and it is, it's so spectacular. A couple of movies and uh, music videos have <laughs> actually been filmed in there. Yeah, I bet. Um, really neat. And then the other one that left me speechless, it's called the uh, Vai Ahu Akua Sea Cave. 
and that is also known as the two-door or double-door cave, where you're basically going in one and coming out the other. And as you're exiting, you've got this waterfall on the left-hand side oh, in the cave as you're passing by. It's it's surreal, actually. It's such a wonderful experience. Now, obviously, they can only go into those sea caves pending ocean conditions, and usually it's only during the summer months that they operate those particular tours, but absolutely Sounds amazing. It does sound amazing. So can you talk a little bit about the Kokei and Waimea State Parks and what they have to offer visiting families? Oh, yeah. You know, it's one of my favorite places on the island. Um, You do actually get up into the higher elevations. In fact, people who have been um, scuba diving, they're not allowed to mm-hmm. go up into Waimea Canyon or State uh, Kokei State Park because of the elevation. So definitely okay. something to keep in mind. Um, but this area has got all of these wonderful lookout spots and different vantage points that will take you in, you know, along the canyon. So you're getting different views of it. Um, if you didn't know, Waimea Canyon also has Waipo'o Falls, which is a beautiful waterfall. Um, and so you get a little bit closer to that. There's actually even a hike that goes to Waipo'o Falls. Um, and then, of course, at the very end of the road is Kalalau that lookout, which is just an amazing view um, to behold for, I think, the entire family. But for those with younger um, kids, I think they would really enjoy some of the easier hikes because there's over 45 miles of hiking trails in the area, ranging from more difficult to, you know, the, the more laid back kind of family hikes. And they also have the Koke'e Lodge and Museum, which is open, uh, from what I understand, 365 days. I just looked it up and they're open, wow. All right. um, <laughs> which is really neat that they have that, but they have really great food. They have live music on the weekends, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. They have some really great history about the area. Uh, they can give some great information about the hikes. Um, and it's actually situated right behind um, Kanaloa Hulu Hulu Meadow, which is a large, beautiful meadow that really is great for like a picnic lunch, that the kids run around and just enjoy nature and, and just be surrounded by this, the amazing forest. Awesome. All right, I'm, I'm going to wimp out on these pronunciations, so I'm just going <laughs> to, we'll just do it like this. All right. So my ideal vacation typically revolves around sitting on a beach or just floating in, in the ocean. Kauai has over 70 beaches to choose from. Can you talk about some of the, the world-renowned beaches on Kauai? Yep. Um, Hanalei Bay is um, probably our most famous beach for many, many reasons, but it was recently named one of the 25 most beautiful beaches in the world. Um, And it's really a great beach to learn how to surf and also great for ocean fun. Um, I do have to just mention that right now, um, access into Hanalei Town and to Hanalei Bay is a little bit challenged just because of the road construction that's happening right now. So it's important mm-hmm. that people understand the road schedule when they're making their way down into Hanalei Bay. They expect that to continue to the end of the year. So really important for people to, to know about that, but really a wonderful beach. Um, and again, learning to surf over there, especially for your novice surfers, um, during the summertime is, is really a lot of fun. Um, and Po'iku Beach down on the South Shore, which is actually my personal favorite. Um, I do a lot of gardening there, which means that I plant my butt in the sand. Um, it, 
very, very great for any beach activity, uh, whether it's snorkeling, a really great coved area for the cake or for the children. Again, learning how to surf, as well as rare wildlife spotting. So it is actually one of the favorite beaches of our Hawaiian monk seals, which is uh, one of our most endangered mammals in the world. Mm. But they like to pop up on that beach fairly often and, and rest. So it's important that when people see them, they maintain their distance, no touching, you know, stay behind the ropes when they're cordoned off. Otherwise, you know, maintain at least a 50 foot distance from them if, if they're not cordoned off um, but they're so great to, to check out also our honu our green sea turtles also like to haul up on oh. that beach as well um, oh, so it can be a really great educational experience for families um, that are coming to our beaches so for for those of us who haven't been to hawaii yet like me what's the sand consistency like is you know because i'm used in the gulf of mexico we've got the sugar sand and then you know, on the eastern seaboard, you've got the more of the gritty sand. What What's that like? It actually depends on the beach that you're going to. <laughs> kind okay. of like what, what you're describing, you know, depending on where you're going. It's the same thing on the island. And I would arguably say it's the same on all of the Hawaiian islands. It depends on the beach because okay. some are going to be a little bit more uh, gritty. And some of them are going to be that, that fine powder um, sand. So it just depends. It's funny because I love the sugar sand. It's what I grew up going, you know, the beaches I grew up going to. But the older I get, the more the gritty sand that's easy to walk on. <laughs> it's a, a little more of my preferred kind of kind of beach. So just curious about that. What are some of the family-friendly resorts that you would recommend on Kauai? Well, we actually have really a lot of resorts on Kauai. Um, great for families for different reasons, right? Um, if you're visiting our website, gohawaii.com slash kawaii, there is a list of all of our members. Um, a few that come to mind uh, would be Grand Hyatt Kauai Resort and Spa, as well as Kolo Landing Resort, because they both have really great pool areas and a variety of pools. Um, I know that that can be really great, especially for the, the younger families where you can yeah. really keep an eye on, on the kids and everything. Um, and also the newly rebranded Royal Sinesta. It was formerly the Kauai Marriott Resort. Um, it's got a very large pool. In fact, I don't know if it currently holds that title, but it used to be the largest single level pool in the state of Hawaii. Wow. Um, but it also sits right on Kalapaki Beach, which is a great beach as well um, in the Hue. So um, those would all be uh, really great suggestions. But again, there are others. It just sure. kind of depends on what the families are looking for. Absolutely. Well, we can't have a family vacation or episode without talking about food. So um, we love talking about it all from the <laughs> restaurants to the out-of-the-way dives to food trucks. We love it all. Mm -hmm. So what are the, some, some of the places on Kauai that families should uh, put on their list, the places to eat? Oh, that's – how much time do we have? <laughs> yeah. we, Listen, we we'll, have... we'll take all the time we need for food. That's This is the important <laughs> part right here. <laughs> we actually have amazing restaurants. and. You know, when I think about it, pretty much all the restaurants that have survived through COVID, those are good ones because they were supported, whether it was by locals or now by visitors, they're they're surviving um, because they're so good. Mm -hmm. I will say that food trucks have really come back online. It's really a lot of fun to visit all of the different food trucks. Mm -hmm. There are a couple of locations where you've now got clusters of food trucks, which is really great. So, for example, on the east side in Kapa'a, there's a place called Noka, which is short for um, North Kapa'a. 
And there is a collection of food trucks that are parked right there. And they're all very family friendly. Um, and it's right there next to Ke'alahele Makalai, which is our coastal path. Okay. And it can be a really great family day where they go grab lunch at one of the food trucks. And then they either take a bike, like they can rent a bike, or they can actually take a stroll up to um, Kealia Beach, which is not too far away, which is a lifeguarded beach as well. But mm. beautiful coast um, views as you're getting up that way. So that would certainly be something um, on the South Shore Old Koloa Town. They've got right next to the Sugar Plantation Museum, a collection of food trucks that are there as well. Um, there's also at Warehouse 3540, also down on the South Shore, they have a few food trucks as well, including Kauai Poke. And I know that Poke has been a very uh, hot topic, right, on the mainland. Everybody wants Poke. So, you know, you got to have Poke in Hawaii. Um, so Kauai is definitely a place you, you're going to want to check it out. Um, so definitely the food trucks are a wonderful, wonderful scene and kind of a unique way of, of supporting local. Um, and getting some really great foods. Um, I just, it's so much fun actually, because you you just, every time I go to one, I I find a new gem and I I just, I just want to keep eating. (laughs) (laughs) Well, can you tell us about your personal favorite spots on the island? Well, as you heard, I am a beach bum. So my happy place is really just sitting on any beach. Uh, Mm. Give me a blanket on any one of our beaches, and I'm a happy, happy girl. Um, but, you know, Koke'e State Park, I just I just love it up there because the air is a little bit cooler. Um, I love to go hiking, and so getting on some of those hikes, um, really connecting with nature, um, that's, you know, it, there's something very, very special about that whole area. It's something um, almost spiritual when I go up there. So I, I just love it. So that's your favorite spot. Awesome. Well, we like to, we like to give our, our listeners some locals only information. Uh, we've had all kinds of crazy things like, you know, how to pronounce conk correctly to not wearing socks with your sandals, which I, I just can't imagine people doing that. But what, oh my Lord. what's some information that you could give our listeners if they visited Kauai so that they would be able to live a little more like a local and not look so much like a tourist when they're on the <laughs> island. Well, I mean, a couple of things. I mean, if, if you're going to try and act like a local, you know, definitely pr- protect it and act like it's your home. So, right. you know, um, be aware of your surroundings, ocean safety, making sure that you're aware of your hikes and, and what you need to bring with you. Um, so know your surroundings um, clean up after yourself, you know, wh- whatever you bring in, bring out. Um, and of course, respecting our wildlife, you know, we're, we live with it all the time. So it's, it's second nature to us. Right. Um, whereas, you know, people who aren't familiar with uh, some of our wildlife, they, they don't know. So, you know, do some research with regard to that. Um, drive with Aloha, obviously, you know, if somebody lets you in, wave. You know, we really like it when people See, wave. That's good, like, oh, that's good advice you. anywhere. That People should be like that anywhere. Yes. Yes. Be courteous. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> no. Um, and then the other thing is, you know, there's the joke about Hawaiian time, right? A little bit laid back. And then there's, there's Kauaian time, which is even a little bit more laid back. So, you know, when driving or whatever, we're, we're not really in a rush. Right. <laughs> we're we're going <laughs> to okay. cruise, you know? Um, and then 
find out about our farmers markets and our community markets because that's a great way of course to support local but then you get to meet all the farmers and you're getting some of the best fresh produce and when you talk with the farmers they will tell you things like how long do you wait until this is ripe or if you say i i, I want a papaya that's good now or i want one for today and then one that's going to be ripe in three days they can pick it out for you and they will show you what you need to get and it's really quite fascinating um, and then the last thing I would say is you have to try spam musubi. Did you say spam? I said, that's right. I said spam. <laughs> Hawaii is the largest consumer of spam in the United States. It could be in the no world, way. but in the United States, absolutely. Um, and I know it gets a really bad rap, but people who try spam musubi, and usually on my master specialist program, I do. I get a spam musubi and I make everybody try it. Mm. And I would say 95% of everybody who tries it are blown away at how good that is. So what, what does it consist of? Obviously okay. spam, but... Okay. So here's how they prepare it. And there, there's different variations. So, But usually they slice up the spam and they will fry it in almost like a teriyaki sauce. So it could be um, um, shoyu or uh, soy sauce with some sugar, so it's a little bit sweeter. Mm -hmm. Okay, And then we have our sticky white rice. So um, in the shape of the spam, right? So you've got a layer of white rice, you've got the spam, and then another layer of white rice, and then it's wrapped with nori or uh, seaweed, dried seaweed. Mm -hmm. And it is amazing. And, mm -hmm. and it's the perfect snack. It's a perfect little breakfast it's what i bring with me on my hikes like right. i'm rewarding myself for having completed the hike i eat a spam musubi it is fantastic i'm just saying and it's available pretty much at any convenience store or grocery store you know and there's so many different variations because some people will put an egg in there as well um and then there's all other variations where they leave out the spam and they put a chicken inside um mm. but it's it's so good I'm just saying, that, <laughs> and you it, know what? And here's the thing is it's not expensive. So even if yeah. somebody is like, oh gosh, well, I don't want to waste my, you know what? It's like two bucks or something. <laughs> you can try it. And if you don't like it, give it to mm. somebody, <laughs> give it to somebody else. I'll like it. But it is, it's not like you're spending like 20 bucks. So, you right. know, you just, but highly recommend it. It's definitely something that is a local favorite. Um, and it's, it's one of my favorites too, but definitely if, something to expand your horizons. If go. I didn't see it come out of the spam can, I you think I would, see, I yeah. Think, yeah, I you, think I'd be okay. But if I saw the cans in the back, <laughs> yeah, that'd be a little tough for me. I don't know. <laughs> but, you know, I, I know with Kauai, uh, all the Hawaiian islands, just from talking to people who have gone, one of the treasures are the locals. So mm -hmm. spending time to talk to the locals just to hear stories and just just to talk to people who have a different perspective a mm -hmm. little more laid back that to me would be awesome as well yeah absolutely and you know the great thing about all the the different tours on the island and uh, you know farms markets and everything else is you really are hearing their stories and we love to talk story let me tell you so <laughs> whether we like awesome. it or not we're gonna tell you our story um <laughs> But we love it, you know, and, and to be able to um, share a little bit of our culture and our history and our, our um, lives uh, with visitors, it's, it's so much fun. And, um, you know, it, it can be rewarding both ways. Well, for more information on visiting Kauai, consult your travel agent and visit GoHawaii.com. 
click on islands and select Kauai. Miley, thanks so much for being on the show today. Thank you for having me. So if your family is ready to plan your next family vacation to Kauai, please drop me a line at rjones at starstufftravel.com. As a certified travel associate, my services are always free to my clients. Let's start planning your Hawaiian family vacation today. And that does it for this week's show. Join us next week as we finish up our in-depth look at the Hawaiian tourist islands with the big island, the island of Hawaii. Till next time. Thank you for listening to the Family Vacationer. Make sure and subscribe to hear more of Rob and Danny.